0: Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to innovative hunting products and services. If you want to level up your hunting game and gear, be sure to join the hunt. To join the hunt, text the word BANDIT to 345 345. And when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks, straight to your inbox. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345 345. And we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Hey folks, Jimmy here. I just wanted to let you know of a killer giveaway contest that we're running right now until the end of July. We're giving away an amazing $250 gift card to Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. If you've been wanting to get some more of that killer gear you've been needing, then you'll definitely want to sign up. Just head on over to FeedBandit.com and enter today. And don't forget to refer all your hunting buddies and you'll get additional entries into the contest. Details are at FeedBandit.com and click on the giveaway contest link at the top. Good
1: luck! well howdy folks corn bandit coming back at you here with another solo podcast uh, today live from beautiful south fork colorado uh today uh, i am running solo as i mentioned uh my compadre mr bandito himself mr jimmy is uh back in sweltering dallas and uh, i am up here in the uh, mountains of south fork colorado and uh, so we thought this would be a a good opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, something that we don't often talk about, and that is fishing, and specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about fly fishing. Um, every time I come up here to the mountains, whether it's in Mexico or Montana or um, you know Colorado, obviously is where we where I typically go a lot. You know, we we like to break the fly reel and uh, and the flies out and, and and go fly fishing. And if you've never done it before, it's something that you've really got to experience. Um, you know, basically, if you like fishing with traditional tackle, okay, you know, whether that be saltwater or fresh water, you got to give fly fishing a try because the, the action is, is, <laughs> is, is, so much, is, is so much more fun, you know, especially when you've got those fish that, that hit. And then, of course, the great thing about fly fishing is that it can really make a, um, you know, just, just the sensitivity of the rod and all that can really make a, a very small fish feel like a really big fish. Uh, so it is an absolute ball. So again, every time I come over here to, to South Fork, uh, we, we typically go, uh, we typically go fly fishing. So wanted to just do a little piece about kind of an intro to that and then maybe do another one down here another couple of days or so and talk more about the actual gear and techniques. Uh, again, I am not a pro. Okay. I've been doing it for, for many years now, but I am certainly not a pro. Uh, in fact, it's been my first time fly fishing since 2012. And uh, went out yesterday and did very well. I caught a little brook trout uh, about the size of uh, oh, about about six inches or so, and um, was able to get hooked up with a few more. But <clears throat> unfortunately, couldn't seal the deal. But uh, just had a, an absolute ball. So, um, you know, Again, the fly fishing I, I think has kind of gotten a uh, kind of gotten a bad rap sometimes by by some folks that think well, it's a it's a gentleman's you know type fishing and in reality sure i mean you're doing all these little creeks and you know you're you're in uh you know some of these really fancy places that you can go you know around the world uh yeah i mean it can be expensive and and guides can be expensive and whatnot but but boy i mean if you if you've got a a little stock tank you you can fly fish and as i mentioned you can catch a a whole bunch of fish okay yeah it's a little bit more work sure but again uh, the, the beauty of the fly tackles it's really rewarding when you uh uh, when, when you get the fish uh, uh, on there to bite, so um, again here in in Southfork, Colorado, and really in Colorado in general, and actually a lot of the western states. You'll have to excuse me, I'm a little out of breath because I'm sitting at about uh oh, 85, 8800 feet right now. But um, yeah, you, know, you, you really have the luxury of being able to pull off to the side of the road, and you can you have the you have the ability to go hit a creek, uh, and it's amazing when you look at these creeks. Um, and you look at these little streams. You said to yourself, "My God, you know, h- how can there actually be trout in there?" But but sure enough, there are. And yesterday, um, I was at the foot of a mountain, and they have got we've got some good video on this. And uh, uh, of course, I wasn't able to video me actually reeling in the fish, which is really frustrating. But I'm getting better at it. But um, this little mountain, this little mountain creek, uh, sure enough, had a whole bunch of little brook trout in there. So I was able to able to catch one that was um, it was pretty cool. So. Uh, Again, if it's something you've never tried, definitely give it a whirl. Uh, You know, again, especially up here in these mountains and these creeks, um, it's a lot of fun. As far as you know, learning to actually fly fish, learning to use you know fly gear, uh, it it can be a little bit of a learning curve. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, you've got got to do some practicing. Uh, Obviously. with, with, with fly fishing, you've, you've really got, I'm kind of getting into the gear section here, but that's okay. You've really got two different types of flies. Uh, you've got uh, what we call a dry fly. So that's going to be a, a fly that actually mimics a bug that lands on the water, okay? And, and, and delving into that a little bit deeper, you know, during the summer in, in Colorado and really everywhere, you have these hatches of all these bugs. And it's, it's hysterical because you, you could be in the middle of a hatch and it's just nothing but, you know, hundreds of thousands of insects you know, all over the water, and you can see the trout surface and and, and blow up on those bugs, and uh, it's it's really cool, really cool to experience. So so that is what a dry fly is going to mimic, is going to be those bugs in the water. Now, you know, people ask all the time, okay, well, how do you know what's on the water? Well, you know, the best thing to do if you're not not a local there or you are you you haven't been to this spot or whatever is just talk to your local fly shop that's in the area and say hey this is where i'm going what do you think and you know flies are not expensive okay i picked up uh, uh here in south fork i picked up like five or six for about 20 bucks okay and, and you got to remember these things are hand tied okay it's not like you're uh not like you're getting them from a, a, a you know a store per se Like they, they were done by a machine they're all done by hand so which is pretty cool uh the second type of fly you, you you've got is, is i call it a weighted fly and i don't know if that's the proper name but that's kind of what i call it and basically that's a fly that's going to sit below the surface and um is going to mimic some sort of insect or, or maybe even a smaller fish below the surface um and that's actually what i caught my trout on yesterday was just a little gold uh gold headed nymph i think it was it had a little white wings on it uh it was it was super fun and super effective um the great thing about those flies is they are a little bit bigger. They have a little bit, or not not bigger necessarily, but they have more weight. So when you're casting, you're able to get those things out there and uh, and try to get them to those really really good areas. So, um, uh, but but as far as as poles and uh, reels and rods are concerned, they've got everything under the sun. You know they've got everything from I'm sure you could get a you know five thousand dollar fishing reel you know, fly rod if you wanted to, or you could do something what I did. So back in 2012, uh, I actually got uh, from Cabela's, I got a collapsible, um, I got a collapsible four-piece fly rod in reel for 99 bucks. okay? Came with a really nice uh, hard case from Cabela's, you know, it folds down to just a, you know, just a couple of feet, uh, which is really awesome if you're backpacking or especially if you're flying, uh, so you can take your your gear with you, and again, a little box of flies isn't, isn't much bigger than an iPhone eight, something of that nature. So you can actually go out and and do those things um, uh, a, a lot. You can travel with that that kind of tackle uh, a lot a lot easier. Than you can with, with the the conventional stuff where you need the big boxes and, and and things of that nature. So again, that rod and reel combo that I got ended up being about ninety nine dollars. Um, it actually came loaded with uh what we call the 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 backing and the backing is going to be the first uh line that's on the fly reel and then you actually have what's called your fly line and your fly line is uh comes in all different types of colors and i believe they have a sinking one and a floating one Uh, and i've always gone with the floating one Uh, i don't really know what the difference between the two is um and, and what's nice about that is that 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 floating fly line after you put your tippet on there and now the tippet is going to be the piece of um of uh, of line that you actually tie the fly to and and that floating fly line is what's going to keep that tippet and eventually your dry fly if that's what you're using on top of the surface surface of the water talking a little bit more about about the gear i know we just we just touched on the uh the, the actual fly reels and, uh, and rods and, and then the, the fly line, the backing and then the tippet. And another thing about the tippet real quickly I think is worth mentioning. The the tippet is going to be tapered so it's going to start off really thick and then it's actually going to um, it'll get smaller as we go and, and that's important to, <clears throat> to mention especially for trout. Trout have very very good vision as do all fish but trout apparently have a really good vision so uh those, those thicker lines they can certainly see. Whereas with, you know, bass and bluegill I, I've never had a problem. Uh really even just putting a, a, a piece of traditional monofilament line on the front or on the on the fly line itself and, and you're in great shape. So uh that's a little bit about the about the fly line and the um uh and the flies. Now, some of the other gear you might want to look at at getting um uh, definitely a pair of of little clippers, okay? They they make these uh one specifically for fly fishing where they'll attach to your vest or if you have a little satchel, which I do. It it, it comes on one of these uh expandable or retractable rather uh, devices so that um, you 're not fumbling around in the middle of a stream with all this kind of stuff, and uh, anyways they 're used obviously just to clip your line okay so you don 't have to again be fumbling around with something big also they have a uh, a, a pair of dedicated fly fishing forceps that I really like um, you know the the traditional forceps that you can that you 've kind of seen in the the fishing world obviously have the two little holes where you put your hands in there. And if you got big fingers like I do, I, I, have, I have great sausage fingers. Um, they're really tough to, to try to work, you know, especially if you're in the middle of a stream, okay, and you're holding your pole and you're holding the flopping little fish, right? So these particular ones um, that I've got, I think they're actually from Orvis, uh, they've got a, a thumb hole and they've got, a, another, um, they've got another little loop piece that you can easily stick a couple of your fingers in and it will help you... Uh, um, you know, get the get the hook out of that fish's mouth, and, and then get the fish back in the water. So, um, yeah. As far as uh, satchels are concerned, or fly fishing vests, again, I think you know people think of fly fishing, they think of the stereotypical fly fishing vest. You know, it's got that little patch of cotton where you can attach the flies to, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I've I've certainly used one of those in my time. Uh, it was actually great. Um, I ended up switching to more of a, a satchel. And I did that uh, primarily because um, I get pretty hot, go figure, uh, while I'm out there. And um, and so I have that on there. on The, the actual satchel it's a little easier. Uh, not as easy to get my flies and stuff out, but I, I really try not to change uh, my flies as much as possible. Again, unless I'm in the middle of a hatch and, you know, I see something the trout are blowing up on this fly, then, then naturally I'll switch, uh, but I try to avoid it if I have to. So that little satchel is is nice because it again it carries um, you know my phone and you know some of my camera gear and whatnot and um, I highly recommend that if you do it, whether you go with a vest or with like again a little satchel that I've got uh, that you you look at getting yourself a waterproof bag uh, so you can put your keys in there uh, your phone uh, maybe your license uh, things of that nature obviously real uh, real important to keep all that stuff dry uh, there is a good chance if you're out there fly fishing you're in the middle of a a river or a stream that you will go for a swim so it kind of gives you a, a peace of mind that all your gear is going to be taken care of so um, anyways hope you all have enjoyed this again i am not a I am not a pro I've been doing it for a long time i've managed to catch fish so i just decided to uh this be perfect timing to record one of these um a little bit later in the week we're gonna we'll do one more but talking a little bit about technique and you know, where where you want to fish why you want to fish there uh things of that nature so when Hopefully, by the time we do the second one, I will have learned a little bit more. So, anyways, thanks so much. Take care. And, as always, take care of your local feed store. Howdy, folks. Corn Bandit coming back at you with another uh, uh, another little solo podcast again. This is going to be uh, part two, uh, if you will, of the uh, my little fly fishing uh, solo podcast that I'm doing here all by my lonesome. So, uh, really, in, in, in this piece, we, we wanted to, to talk really more about, you know, the location, uh, you know, why you'd want to fish there, you know, and, um, you know, some things to look out, you know, to look out for as far as, you know, what, what's a good spot to cast to, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, before we get to that, I was uh, kind of reviewing my, my last recording and I realized that uh, I left out a, a pretty significant piece of it. Of, of gear that that's definitely needed and that's that's going to be the uh, the wading boots uh and or waders um you know in southern colorado where i do a majority of my fly fishing again this is this is geared more towards those folks that are going to be in the mountain streams and rivers and whatnot i tend to um I tend to not wear waders. Okay, I'll wear a, a, just a normal fishing shirt. Okay, and some uh, you know shorts, and then, uh, but I will most assuredly wear a good pair of wading boots. Uh, and I like those wading boots to cover my ankle, and for for a couple of reasons why. And first and foremost, when you're in a river, you uh, know you're you're facing upstream. Okay, that's something we can we can mention right now. That that's a safety thing. Always face upstream. You know when you've got a when you're fishing a river or a creek, especially a river, because boats and you know flash floods and other things will come you know come down there and potentially ruin your fishing trip. Um, but uh, typically, you've got the you know the river rocks below your feet, and then they're big, okay, and they're they're very smooth, and uh, boy, they just love to smash ankles. So, um, I I wear a pair of uh, felt lined or excuse me, yeah felt lined. Uh, dedicated wading boots for um, that are for fly fishing, and, and they're really nice because, yeah, I'm able to to, to walk in them just fine, uh, and again, they protect my ankles if I'm going to slip on some of those smooth stones below my feet. So, um, was just realizing that that was a pretty important part of it. Uh, the other thing is they drain well too. Okay, if if you were to have a pair of just conventional waders. Uh, and they got water in them, you'd be in deep trouble. So I've got buddies who, who wear the, the actual, uh, chest waders and, but then they've got the, um, uh, they've got the, the wading boots, you know, that they, they throw on afterwards. So yeah, that's typically what they're, that's what they're well, that's what they will wear when they're duck hunting. Uh, so it it just kind of works out. They'll just end up taking their boots, um you know up to when we go fly fishing and wear those and they'll be in good shape now uh, they do wear a thicker pair of socks as do i uh, you're gonna have soggy socks but i just boy you, you can't get around that so uh, anyways again wanted to, to mention that piece about uh the gear i think it's pretty important get you a good pair of boots so it's it's definitely worth the investment so you know as far as location is concerned you know where, where do you want to try to to catch fish okay well you know, the, the first segment we sat there and we talked extensively, uh, you know, about about fly fishing. You know, fly fishing doesn't have to be done in the mountains of Colorado, you know, with some dude over your shoulder yodeling and, you know, and all that kind of fun stuff, all right? It can be done, you know, here in Texas on your traditional stock tank, all right? You know, the again as i mentioned you know the bass and and the bluegill you know you think they're fun on the conventional you know conventional fishing tackle try with a fly rod it is fantastic and it, it is so much fun and it will definitely get you hooked for uh, for fly fishing and quite frankly i think it might be a disappointment when you get those little trout on there you know they they definitely don't fight as hard as the the big bluegill and bass but i think it's a little bit more rewarding so um you know again you know, fish wherever you use conventional tackle, you can use fly gear. Of course, you know one of the big problems you're going to have is is you know when you're learning to cast, uh, uh, and, and, and casting, you know, uh, obviously with with fly tackle is going to be uh, a lot more difficult if you've got you know trees and whatnot behind you. So, uh, you know, obviously take that into uh, to consideration. So, I think we'll spend kind of the balance of of, of this uh, this little segment. You know, talking about locations as far as you know where where typically I fish in Southern Colorado, which is which is very similar to a lot of the other states. You know, rivers, streams, creeks, things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, the first one we'll we'll, we'll talk about here is going to be uh, rivers. Um, I actually have the, the privilege of being able to fish the uh, the Rio Grande, which is 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 pretty cool because you know when we think of the Rio Grande in Texas. Uh, you know obviously there are some areas that are flowing but but it ain't flowing like it does up in Colorado that that I can assure you it is moving um, so so that is a lot of fun and and typically what I look for when I'm trying to find a fishable river is well first and foremost I'm looking for a spot where I don't have to get chest deep because that water is snowmelt uh, and it can be extremely. <laughs> Could be extremely cold. So, you know, if if I have the option of being able to, you know, to wade into a river um, and then then maybe make it to a little island out there, you know, that's why I'll definitely try to do that. Or, you know, maybe the river, uh, you know, breaks around a little island, um, you know, there kind of in the middle. Those are great spots to fish and those are good spots to stand. Um, So, so highly encourage you all to, to, to look for those sorts of things um you know that being said you know people will often say okay well will you just cast in the middle of the river and the answer is sure yeah you absolutely can uh but but a lot very similar to bass fishing and you know to for anything okay you know throwing for redfish tailing redfish out there in the you know in the in the coastal marsh areas you know you, you want to try to throw to where you think the fish are going to be okay and it's the same thing with fly fishing. It's just a little bit more difficult to get your, you know, your dry fly or your, your sinking fly out there. So, um, you know, typically what I look for is, you know, up against the the edge of um, of, of the riverbeds, right? So. You know, if you're if you're making entry on the right side of the river or on the north side of the river and you're you're going to cross it, we'll try to fish to the south, okay? And the river's gonna be moving. So so cast upstream, and I'm actually doing this right now. Cast upstream and then just fall, and then you know you, you cast it down there and then just fall. Your fly rod will just follow the the, the the leader and the tippet and everything downstream and then fling it over your back and go back upstream again. Um, and that's kind of what I do to work a bank. All right. Uh, I mentioned also, you know, you, you could find a little island to sit on. Okay. Or, or maybe there's an area where, you know, the river kind of, um, it kind of turns into like a real shallow pool. All right. That's another good spot to look for. I have found that, in you know, a brown trout in particular. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a, not a physiologist. I'm not a fly fishing, you know, major here. Um, i have found that the the, the trout will just kind of hang out there uh, and, and look for bugs and, and other invertebrates and whatnot to come uh, to come swimming by so a uh, good spot to uh potentially find uh, to find a fish uh, so river fishing is a lot of fun uh typically it's teeming with life i mean i, I i've seen i've seen um, uh, you know a ton of beavers a lot of mule deer uh, what's kind of great is that the you know, with the water moving, it kind of covers any noise that you're going to be making, and, and you typically see the tend to see some some nice wildlife. So, I highly encourage you. You know, fishing rivers obviously always face upstream. You know, rafting boats can come and get you. You know, and yeah, they're looking for you, but you just just be careful. Uh, also, flash floods. I mean, those things are really no joke. So, um, your fishing rivers, uh, you know, always uh, again face up face upstream. Uh, as far as creeks are concerned, you know, when I when like when I say a creek, you know, I mean that that, that definition can be wide and varying. But uh, you know, typically, for example, I fish the South Fork of uh, the South Fork Creek, and it's probably about ten yards, uh, ten yards wide, and again, it's got some areas where the water is is running pretty quick. Uh, then it's got some areas where it's got some pools and some little inlets and things of that nature, and and you know how do you attack that that particular type of um, I guess uh, you know, habitat if you will is uh, just kind of like you you really were with the um, with the river except you got to be a little bit more stealthy. All right, you know these fish a little bit shallower water. You know they can they can look up and they can see and they will spook. Uh, so so you've just kind of got to move slowly uh you know if, if you find an area that looks pretty good you know again maybe where the 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 creek kind of runs off to the side and there's some still water there uh you know don't just walk right at it and for god's sakes don't walk to the water try to stick on the bank uh wear darker colored stuff probably should have talked about that in the gear section too you know don't wear your reds and all that kind of stuff these, these things ain't blind all right uh but you know, kind of make your way around about and, and try to attack that area. Now that that's going to be incredibly important when we talk about fishing, uh, just little streams and whatnot. And I got some first hand experience of that here in South Fork, uh, Colorado. Uh, just uh, well, just today, to be truthful with you. So, um, but yeah, so the creeks got to be a little bit more stealthy and uh, and just work them. You know it. <laughs> Yeah, we, as humans, we tend to believe, guys, just impossible. There's no way in God's green earth a fish could be held up right there. Yeah, because you just can't see them. The water is running really fast. It looks like it's super shallow, but you'd be surprised. You would be stunned, you know, where these little trout can, can stay. Um, you know, and also another good spot to, uh, to target when it, you have creeks is, you know, where, uh, where a creek in, in, um, ends up into a river, uh, can be a really good spot too. Uh, so, you know, again, when, when you're, when you're fly fishing, you're looking for a spot to go, just think like you do for bass fishing, you know, panfish or or bluegill crappie, uh, you know, and redfish and whatnot. That's, that's gotta be my best advice. I'm moving down to the, the smallest body of water. Uh, that you can, that that you really can practically fish would be the, would be the streams, all right, and you know, again, going back to Colorado, Colorado's got a whole bunch of these little mountain streams, they call them creeks, but I kind of call them streams, Uh, and and the reason why is, I mean, these things, y'all, these things are not any wider than, I mean, four yards five yards something like that it's it's just crazy and again they they beautiful country you know it's it's, it's fun to walk alongside of those you know those streams and they wind. you know looking at them from an aerial map is pretty cool in fact i think that that's a really good that's a really good tip i just uh, probably should have done myself is uh you know if, you, if you're investigating an area obviously the the parks and wildlife department's got a bunch of maps but you know if you if you know what spot go on to google maps check it out it uh, may not be updated, but you might be able to see some areas where there's some. You know, you, you you might be able to target because there's not as many willows or whatnot, um, and then that's I think that's a that's a good tip. So, but but with the streams, uh, much like the creeks, you got to be stealthy. Okay, these little fish, um, and and I say little. Okay, typically in the streams you get the brook trout. Although my buddy caught a good uh, guy, probably was almost a foot long, a brown trout in these things but they're looking right up there at you okay and then they can definitely see you so um got to wear darker clothes got to be stealthy uh, and kind of my secret to my success on on, on this trip has been to um, has been really just to sneak around and to find these areas where, you know, the, the stream is running again, but then it kind of lets off, uh, and then the water gets real still. Okay. And what I would do him was, and you're really not even casting. Okay. Because, you know, again, with, with the stream being, you know, four yards, four yards wide, you can literally just, just, just let out some line, let your fly, you know flow down the stream and then it inevitably will will go into that little that calm area and that's where I was catching the majority of my trout. Um so it was a lot of fun and it was a good thing too because uh, uh as you'll see in the video I'll be posting hopefully here soon the uh, the casting even for somebody like me who's been doing it a long time was just was just really impossible. And I lost uh, quite a few flies. <laughs> Trying to trying to cast with all those willow trees, so again, my advice for for fishing these mountain streams and whatnot, just be stealthy. Um, you know, don't feel like you've got to cast it. Okay, use the water to your advantage. You know, and if you've if you've got a you know an area where um, you got to, again you got the you got a stream okay and it's it's rolling pretty good and then it it kind of maybe takes a corner over to the left right and there's this little pool over to the right just right right before it turns and there's some calmer water there well sure you could probably cast to it right but but why not do it natural like let out a bunch of line from your reel okay and then put your put your your tip your rod tip in the water let that fly float down there uh, and, and maybe try to get in that little pocket that looks pretty natural right because that's what the trout's looking for you know that trout is looking for bugs and invertebrates and and another fish i guess you know flowing down there so so uh you know give that a whirl and uh, again that's what i did and then was was very successful so uh again i'm not a pro never have been never will be i really enjoy the hell out of fly fishing it's uh, it's relaxing it's different Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, any questions or anything of that nature, feel free to contact us. We're always here to help. Um, hopefully again, I'll be putting this video up here. I actually did get a couple of, uh, I think I got a couple of videos of me catching some fish. So, um, a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, thanks so much for, for once again, for following us. We really appreciate it. And remember, support your local feed store.
0: Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Just a reminder to text the word BANDIT to 345-345. And when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks, straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out, so again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one, and remember to support your local feed store.